Are you ready to live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams? Then tune in every hump day, which is Wednesday, and spend lunchtime with Lady Eva for your sexy confidence breaks bands. The Dating Bootcamp Guide. I have Julia here, Julia Kovac, and she is an intimacy coach. She helps people to get through sexual trauma, deep intimacy, expand sexuality, master lovemaking. And last week we were supposed to, I mean, we had an interview, but somehow the Zoom did not pick up. Uh, so we are, I rescheduled and she was kind enough to come again and talk to me. And today uh, we are going to talk about women. Last time we talked about the men and how, how to please the men. Today is going to be about women, which is much deeper. So hi, Julia, can you tell me what you do, how you do it, uh, <laughs> what a person has to do? when they contact you and what is the process uh yes thank you uh, that, that those are really um <laughs> deep and 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 complicated uh, questions so i want to kind of just unpack it all last time we talked about the cock worshiping and um although it the idea and the way we say that it's not in the normal mainstream vocabulary so it does sound sensational but the reason why these practices are called in such a way is for us to create a separate understanding that i'm not fucking you it's not that i fuck you energy it's more about like wow you have this amazing body and in the men's case, that includes the cock. And, uh, and I am going to develop a relationship to you and your sexuality through your cock, which is a very different approach than, oh my God, he's got a hard on, uh, am I hot, am I horny? Like that, that's, the, that's the general education that we get from porn and from the mainstream that sex is somehow an animalistic shameful behavior that it's better done in the dark and it's got all kinds of perversions and we hunt and hound politicians and celebrities to try to get a glimpse of their intimate life and we can destroy careers if we discover something about this person my personal goal and mission as it's becoming more and more clear and and obvious to me is how to shift that perception and uh and somehow deep inside me i have this belief that once we shift this perception and we actually clear and clean our way of relating to our body and another person's body, which includes a healthy sexuality. And it's honoring that sexual appetite or the lack of it, you know, doesn't matter. Even if you're not sexual, it's okay. But how to then not feel bad about not being sexual? It's, and put it really to the level that 
like like it's eating like it's it's going for a walk it's a natural part of being human and we can talk about it openly and freely in any setting of course within uh within limits of i don't want to say appropriate because that's appropriate immediately becomes that victorian i myself throw in this conversation and totally inappropriate moments because i can and i want to and i and it's not just the shock value i also want to kind of instigate people to to feel like oh yeah 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 you know it's like we can talk about this it's okay i know you're thinking it right like everybody's thinking it so why can't we just actually then talk about it and and then i realized that that's when the conversations get interesting because then people drop layers of pretense and facades and shame and, and well yeah huge amount of shame and even then in in a circle uh like it's at the table social conversation they may not mm-hmm. talk about it but then i get private messages you know i couldn't say that but this is what's going on but this is what keeping what really is keeping people up at night this is what runs this deep current in their lives, whether they are alone and how they feel about their themselves and their body and their sexuality, or whether they are in their relationship. And it literally shines through everything that you do. So if you are not sexually integrated, healthy in your ways, uh, you know, I take one look at you and I can tell. And everybody can tell actually. You right? told me once something says, I look at the woman and I can see if uh, she's satisfied and she had been sexually active. Right. You put it in a really beautiful way. What I say is like, she's fucked or unfucked. And I mean that in a, in, a, in a most respectful way as well. I don't mean it. So I don't want people to get offensive and, and, and offended. And because I absolutely of course don't condone any type of uh, sexuality that comes out of violence and i think the word fuck has that charge uh, attached to it which means i want to own you and and etc so i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about is yes well how, yeah you translated it beautifully satisfied and fulfilled yes <laughs> and um, so how are we going to get there so the cockroach shipping is is is, 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 I want it really for women to shift the mentality of how they respond to a, to a man's uh, penis. And, and, you know, and I'd like to revisit that with you further because as I am exploring more of this area, there's just so many layers to this. And I think really this is an education that, that, that is ongoing. But right now, uh, we wanted to focus on the women. So how does that look like for, for women? to be doing a yoni worship or a yoni massage and what does it actually mean i was got, i was going to say that we started with the men and and we started with the men uh, because their relationship to their cock is very much embedded in, uh, uh, to their personality and i think it's important for women to understand and and we are requiring men to do a yoni worship now if in our society, in our patriarchal society of sexuality, sex has been driven by the man. 
So, so us women are the recipients of that male sexuality. Because I've been thinking about this a lot, what, um, how to approach this, because this yoni worship and the cock worship comes from Tantra. So these are ancient practices that takes a long time to get initiation and get involved. And my personal goal is, is to demystify these practices and make it accessible to a regular suburban couple who has been struggling reigniting or getting over their their boring sex life or complete disconnection and there are millions of them out there those are the people i would like to reach it's not the people who are already in the tantra and they know yoni massage and lingam massage and they know what that is uh, those folks are different types and it's very difficult for a mainstream suburban person who's working nine to five to relate to that experience. So they will miss, dismiss it immediately. I guess that's the point what I want to make. And that they will miss it, dismiss it as like, oh, that's woo-woo shit. Oh, that's weird. What I would like to invite people to think about is forget about that it's called the lingam massage. And forget about that it's called the yoni massage and forget about that it's a temple practice. Forget about all of that. Doesn't matter, who cares? The idea of sacredness has been a, a really difficult concept for me as well to understand because I come from Hungary, I come from a communist background, I come from an atheist background. So the idea of rituals and prayer and having a connection to a divine was very foreign to me. So it's taken me a long time to really come to understand the idea of what is sacred. And, uh, and within that, because it always sounds like it's some, somehow sanctimonious, it has to do with the church or religious practices and people coming from all kinds of traditions and they will dismiss this immediately because, well, I'm, I'm Christian, I'm not going to do that, you know, because that sounds like a, a pagan or something anti-Christian uh, practice. So I, I really would like to welcome people to open their minds. In, the, in this time of history where all our truths and all our traditions and all our beliefs are literally up in the air, collectively as humanity, we are put on a timeout to think about how we actually want to live this life. When we come out of this quarantine where the entire world has been turned upside down, and we have a chance to really just sit with ourselves and ask the question, what is important? What is not important? How, how long is our life, really? How many years do we have on this planet? And how do we want to spend that? And you know. Right? You None know. of us know. None of us knows, right? None of us knows. And now... And, and now we have a chance to actually sit back instead of, you know, we jumped off that, that, that hamster wheel and the going and the running and the getting there and the time and the busyness and picking up the kids and whatever. Everything has come to a halt. And now we are going into several weeks. So now it doesn't even feel like a holiday because you can always take a holiday from your business and then you jump back into it. Now it's extended period of time. 
and really in this extended period is the time when you can actually now create a new habit and a new way of being. So, and I will get to the yoni massage, but I really wanted to, to give a framework because otherwise it all feels like totally inaccessible because I know when the first time I heard these concepts, it was inaccessible to me. I was like, I don't know what tree that grows on. I don't even, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even imagine a partner that I can bring that up to. And, and how would I even introduce that idea or how would I get them to, to well, and, and then actually do it and actually know what to do afterwards and how we're going to integrate that. So, so that is, I realized, uh, you know, in my big enthusiasm, I produced these videos uh, of yoni massage and penis massage, but I realized that these people are miles away, light years away from even getting their partner to open their their mind to be doing something different and so to ask for it it's like yeah it to ask for it and then how and why to ask for it and then and then if you ask for it does it mean that oh well uh something's wrong with our sex life and it's been okay so far and 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 how to make that not about the ego the personal bravado of well i thought you liked it well um Yes, I mean, I don't think that uh, that uh, I was going to say. I, never, I don't think I ever not like sex, but no, there has been times where it was really uncomfortable and not 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 great. But for the most part, even bad sex is good sex, <laughs> you know, better than no sex. I mean, as long as you know it's consensual and it's with someone you like. So, uh, so I think we are so much wired for connection that that we like those yummy gooey feelings of being together with someone even if it's not at the end a satisfying experience so to speak so how can then we get to that level where okay it has been actually honestly pretty unsatisfying for a long time and that's why i'm withdrawing and that's why you have a lover that i don't know about and that's why millions of people are married people and ashley madison because they go behind their partners instead of actually saying the truth and say like, look, I love you. I don't want to leave you. And I want to connect to you sexually better. But that's a harder conversation than going the other per behind the other person's back and, and getting that sexual charge from somewhere else without the complications of involving that person in your life. And that has been the norm, really, to be honest, uh, for for centuries uh, in Europe, you know, people always had lovers. Didn't marry for love. This comes from, you know, really goes back to the Venetians as far as we know, and I'm pretty sure it's been previously as well. You married, you married because the lands were next to each other. It was an arrangement. It was in feudalism when they started doing this marriage, arranged marriages, because they wanted to keep the, you know, the, the properties. Yeah, the, the land. properties together. Right. So it's and and it's still going on. The arranged marriages are still alive and well in many parts of the world, and and it's been proven that they are they are they have just as much of a success rate as as the romantic marriages are, which is 50, 50, 50. So people learn to love each other and learn to get along and, and learn to be in love with each other. It's a good possibility as well. So, so however, so let's say now we are moving into this whole new evolutionary stage, which that's what actually, let's face it, that's what we are facing right now. We are collectively, as humanity, we are jumping thousands of years of evolutionary 
state. And it's going to be messy because we have so many conditionings. We have so many traditions and rituals, etc., that we need to leave behind. So what I am focusing on is the sexual revolution. So let's say a person, let, let's talk about a single person and after a couple. If they come to you, what is the first thing that you ask them? What is the first thing that you suggest to them? So this has been pretty challenging because every single person is coming with their own particular background and situation. And some people are much better at pinpointing what is that they would like. And sometimes it's what they like or what they want. Like I had a couple and, and she was like, oh, I really want to learn squirting. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's <laughs> awesome. But further inquiry and talk about what happened. Well, first of all, she wanted to do that because she, you know, it would be exciting for her husband to see that. And that would be some sort of a measure that, that she's really enjoying this. And, and I had to tell them there's no guarantee. And you could be enjoying sex really awesome, have amazing experiences and amazing orgasms and never squirt. So it's not necessarily an indication of how amazing your orgasm is. But somehow there's this myth out there that, that squirting is the, you know, the holy grail of, of, of orgasms. Thank you, porn. <laughs> right, right. But, but, truth, but truthfully, like I, I, as you know, I squirt all the time, even beyond what the, what the medical profession allows uh, it, it, in, in scientific explanation, because I can squirt with a hug, I can squirt with, uh, with uh, you know, m breast massage. So, According to the science, the scientific community, you can only squirt with G-spot orgasms. So yeah, um, there's so much we don't know about the body. However, I learned because of this that that actual squirting is not necessarily the indication that oh, I had the the best and final orgasm like we think with men. He ejaculated, he's done, and we cannot translate that to a female body. That's actually not true. Women have an infinite. Uh, amount of orgasmic energy and they can keep coming and coming and it can go in waves and waves and, if, and and squirting might be in the middle it could be at the end it could be all over the place which, or it could be not there at all which men can't no they they can't that's that's another topic because how you know that men can also separate their orgasm from ejaculation and that might be another whole other topic that we could talk about another time because then they also learn how to ride this energy because there, there had been men who were jealous of this fact that oh you women can can have all these incredible varied ways of of experiencing orgasm and ours is like done so there is also ways to to match it may never be the same but to match the female orgasm so with this particular client, uh, with further discussion, it turns out that actually it wasn't the squirting. It was her blocks that had been there since she was, she was a young teenager where she was molested by her uncle and she has never told anyone. Um, by the time they came to see me, her husband already knew, but they had been married for over 10 years before she told him. So that's what's going on, Ava, is that 
is that women are have all kinds of traumas this 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 is actually super common uh, a relative close friend has been molesting a girl and then they hold onto it forever and they never talk about it and of course there's all different levels of it us women have been objected to inappropriate touch or language all our lives it's part of uh, of who we are so we've learned to live with it play with it avoid it watch it um manipulate it you know enjoy it at times so how to clear or of that from a human's psyche and a woman's psyche so you would get to her pure desire and that is really the work and it's not an overnight process uh, but let's say like this couple they they showed up and and i showed them the yoni massage and the oming process because what that does is is actually separates the sex act from a practice so let's say that you are a runner or an athlete and you hurt a muscle now you have to go to physiotherapy before you can go back to running so that's kind of what this work is it's not about like having sex and incorporating these things in your sexual act although you can but it's a separate thing that you do for connection for healing for further discussion for discovering this other person's body for communicating what feels good what doesn't feel good so if you go if you do the yoni massage or the the vulva massage whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter yoni is just more of a sacred word and it's more honorable but if you have no connection to it forget it doesn't matter the attitude matters that and and when husbands and partners do come along with their wives and they are they are in it they are not like oh my god i know what to do with her no they are like i love this woman and i know that she's not responding to the sex the way I would like her to respond. What can I do? And these are the amazing men to work with. And these are the couples that I'm so excited to work with because they truly love each other and, uh, and, and truly want to use themselves as, as, a, as a medium to, to be um, uh, as a service, as a service to their partner, because we can only do this in partnership. Now, if a, a woman is alone, which also happens, I had this really amazing client. Her husband died, and she was only in her early early fifties, and she was solid, financially stable, career woman, really on the ball. And she just researched. She said, "I'm not going to live the rest of my life without any sex." And I know I had some issues. Now my husband died, and I want to deal with it got herself in shape she really got herself very attractive and um, but she said I haven't had an orgasm in years and so she came to me and I showed her certain practices the first of all she just wanted to know if there's anything physically wrong with her I'm not a doctor so she also went to a doctor and gynecologist and had herself checked out but the but unfortunately the medical community doesn't teach these practices <laughs> right so they don't it's like a it's like a physiotherapy and 
according to the, the, the current law, no physiotherapist is allowed to touch you there. You know what's interesting? That in our times, I don't know if you remember, I have seen a movie about this, that that's how they, uh, doctors treated hysteria because right. they thought it hysteria for women and they were, you know, that's how the dildos right. and everything was invented in a way. Right. Well, of course, but it has always been underground because yeah. humans are humans and, and they do what they do. And, and, this, and, and because this movie was made and, and the story was passed down to us. So we don't actually know how past generations had dealt with this. I, I would, the little bit that has remained, like from the temples, for instance, uh, in India, that there, there used to be a, sex was was a, an act of worship and and it was revered and there were temple priestesses where you would send a young couple and she would teach them uh and there were temple boys as well and she would teach them the sacred art of sexual union just this look is, at kama sutra yes it was this, is, this is completely missing from our culture so yes. we we expect these young young girls and young boys to figure this shit out on their own with the, with the giant media complex just hungry to get your attention and and it's a mess i don't know if you read about this but cleopatra had a vibrator and she used the bees in the vib to vibrate i was like you must be kidding me <laughs> well the good thing that some of those stories, whether they are, you know, true or not, had passed yeah. down. But the idea is that, of course, humans have been dealing with their sexuality since the beginning of time. Of course, right? This is not nothing new. But religions came around and they decided that the sexual energy is way too powerful. So we, once we control a person's sexual energy, you have them for life. Take away that freedom and that sovereignty from that person to do whatever they want with their body and, and have sex in any, any which shape or form they, they want. Uh, control that and then you can sell them whatever you want because now this person does not have that connection to themselves, that energy that runs through their body themselves. It, they are disconnected from that part. And having and being disconnected from your root chakra and your and your sexual your your base energy, it it brings you up to your head, and it's not a good place to be. <laughs> That's yes. what I wanted Sorry, to bring up the the root chakra because I know yoni massage. I know one of the my friends went to to you, and it wasn't you, but somebody else who did the yoni massage. That the trap trauma actually it's released through the yoni massage right yeah so as we were talking about the various ways women have may have been raped molested or even if you had like a young lover who was 15 years old and didn't know what to do and just jammed his uh, penis right in like young boys don't know for a woman it takes about 40 minutes just to get to the level that they are oh excited and feeling that energy running through our bodies nobody explains to a young boy who's got who's had a hard on since birth basically and you know they well yeah you know they have a hard on they play with it they know it feels good so as they are getting into sexual age they just they understand that oh yeah i want to stick it somewhere warm and 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 they have no idea that a girl is not 
living with a constant state of arousal like they are. We, we just don't. We don't even know we have a pussy for the, you know, or, or an actual vaginal entrance for the longest time. I don't know if you remember when you discovered that, there, that you actually had, a, had, a, had a, a, an entrance between your leg. It's like, wow, is that where the pee comes out? Like, you don't, we don't know because it's hidden. No. We don't see it. And we are, and if you touch it, don't touch it. So you don't have a relationship with it. Boys have a relationship with their penis because it's in their faces all the time. So we, and, and they are reminded, even if they don't want to be reminded, they're constantly reminded. We are not. So as a, as a girl, unless you, you, you know, for some reason you really had a sensitive boy that you had your first experiences or a sensitive man who was, who was much better at, getting you prepared because women are are the keepers the gatekeepers of bliss and it and anthropologically it is very important that we are that protected like i mean look at your your vulva it's like it's layers and one lip after another after another it's so much protecting that area because that is really the seat of creation and um and and it needs to be protected so it wouldn't you know so you don't sit on the ground like I just heard the other day uh, the, the hymen, which is mistakenly uh, is the, the the sign that we use for being virgin or not it was it's actually evolutionary wise it was created because a, a little girl when she's a toddler she still sits a lot uh, right before she can walk so. Uh, Imagine in the forest or wherever, if she's sitting without underwear, you know, dirt or bugs or something could go up uh, into her vaginal canal. So there is an extra membrane there to protect that area. So, so our bodies are incredibly beautifully designed. So how to prepare a boy to enter that space for a girl that is so much protected and so delicate and so sensitive and and how to get to the point where she's actually enjoying and inviting all of that and it's not associated with pain and fear and conditioning and so literally i would have to say all the women have been you know touched in a way because we don't live in a sex positive and a sexually well-educated culture so it's an assumption that all of us have had there are experiences in some ways in a very inappropriate way so that trauma is housed in your in your vagina for sure like any kind of uh, wounding in your body there is a scar there is and and for some it's more or less so the body responds to this outside violence so to speak even if it's not necessarily a super violent act but 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 it is not an invited uh, act it's just done with the pushing energy right instead of the okay now i'm ready come inside me kind of energy i mean who has sex at 15 or 14 or 16 like that none of us really do and if you did consider yourself lucky how to then remove this trauma and these blocks and that's that's what the yoni massage is for because and often when you're doing it the women might not feel anything at all because our response to trauma is mostly numbing. Our bodies, again, miraculous, just like we have for fear response, we have fight, flight and, fr uh, and fight. 
and freeze or, or befriend. There are several ways the nervous system reacts to threat. And same way, the body has several ways of reacting to um, unwanted or hurtful touch. Like, of course, at first the touch feels nice or it could feel creepy and then it, get, it deepens or the scratch, right? Or, or a cut. We have ways, the body has ways of getting, getting you back into uh, a balance that it doesn't register as pain. But if you had been hurt quite a bit in that area, the way the body responds is that it numbs out. There's no feeling in that area, right? The nerves kind of retract. So how you, with loving touch, you can revitalize um, that area. And all of a sudden, that may look like that the woman starts crying for no reason at all. Somehow there's an emotional release. She may have memories of what happened, may not. And so it's, it, and, and, and of course, women who have who know they had a lot of trauma they would have very much of a reluctance to do this with a partner because your partner is not trained to hold all this for you or even to know what to do with it and men for the most part are terrified of female emotion and they don't know what to do with it and how to hold space for it so this is why this is why it's really uh awesome to be um doing it with someone like me, for instance, who is completely objective, not part of the relationship, no judgment at all. And I can just hold space and they, they, can, they can release whatever is going on. Yeah, but it has memory and that memory, it's not going away. You are almost like the bartender for people who come in and they are crying and they're telling all their life stories. But one thing I think if men would remember because you correct me if I'm wrong, that having sex with your wife, your girlfriend, with whoever, it doesn't, uh, doesn't start in giving a kiss five minutes and after you expect them to go to bed. As you said, it's around 40 minutes, right? You start in the morning, how you talk to the person. Actually, you invite them to, uh, to connect with you because if you don't have that connection, that uh, yeah. soul connection, that physical connection sometimes yeah it happens but not the same yeah of course and 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 that needs to be cultivated and it's not a one hour one time thing it goes on for a long time but when couples are disconnected they also got to that disconnection little by little day by day moment by moment every time you withhold your truth every time you are harboring resentment anytime you had an unresolved issue it all piles up and then, and then your body doesn't open up. That's just is, how it works. There is such a thing, frigidity, or, or it can be reversed, can be helped. Yeah, so, so what I've learned in this work that human beings are on a spectrum in everything, right? So there is, there's a person who, so in sexuality, there's a person who is, it, it, it has been a surprise to me, but there is a person who is completely asexual, not interested in sex at all. And there's a person who would like to have sex all day. We are humans, you know, it's like there's a, there's a per, per, permutation of every different expression out there. So for the vast majority of people who fall in the middle, 
and this whole frigidity frigid frigid means cold right so what does that mean no fire it's cold like i would uh well i worked i worked was part of intentional community that there were there was a lot of explorations around sexuality and in this community a lot of women showed up who were labeled by the doctors that they are anorgasmic so they cannot have an orgasm and therefore the lay term is frigid and i think frigid was was um yeah was coined uh by freud i'm not sure but i can't remember but anyways and it's so easy to throw around these these words but our body is very complex and and in this organization there are women who were labeled as such they all reversed it so it every uh, expert because i'm not a doctor so the doctors who are actually focusing on on this kind of work they all say that there's nothing fixed unless it's a really serious injury but this is a kicker eva that I, but the worst thing is of course genital mutilation that they oh do in God. north africa and i brought and i brought this up to uh I brought this up to Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Sarah Gottfried. Uh, I was at a conference and I was uh, really curious about this. And someone asked her the question and this is how amazing the body is. Uh, and she is a Harvard trained uh, gynecologist. And she said now in the recent studies, they had found that actually they can reactivate nerve endings in that area, even after genital mutilation. So, we need to really consider the fact that the body is just like the brain is has plasticity. It can change, it can adapt, it can um, it does whatever you want it to do. You know, if you go to the gym, you become really you know strong muscles. If you are on the couch eating junk, then you be, you blow up. Your body will do whatever you do to it. And therefore, if you're completely focused and you really want to. I'm not saying it's guaranteed because it's each individual, different cases, but there is, but so far those who have tried, as far as I know, in the, in this, in this, you know, sex positive community, the word is constantly going around. There is no such thing as frigidity. And if there is, there had been a trauma, there had been something maybe that happened even, even, uh, pre-toddler uh maybe somebody touched you in the wrong way maybe you fell maybe you you know you fell off a swing and and you hurt yourself or something like that so there could be many many reasons physiotherapy i bring back that example because because i think that people can relate to that uh, is that you work with a certain area over and over in a very conscious loving uh, gentle safe way and the body and the mind rewires and it doesn't register it anymore as threat but you learn to relax so i really want to emphasize that it needs to be in a completely safe environment so for women especially because we have been living in patriarchy for such a long time and uh, been threatened by it as it's always been said that the greatest threat to a woman is a man so in in the world out there for animals they don't have their own predators in the human world for for women it's men is the greatest threat to their survival they can also be of course our greatest ally if we balance it out and they are greatest protector as well however in our psychology 
of female psychology, and you know this, men have difficulty understanding this. That as, a, as a girl, from very early age on, you are always walking around like, okay, don't go down in the alley. There's a shady, shady guy, you know, in the forest. Like, you know, we have it in our, in our psychology that we have to be, you know, have to be careful what's happening out there. And it's usually in a form of a man. Even as, to, as when I had children, I remember they were teaching them like survival skills. And one of the, one of the suggestion was, if you're out there and you're lost, run to a woman for help not to a man so it's so much in our our psyche that men are a threat to us so in order to reverse all of this we have to really create a hundred percent safe environment for a woman to relax and not feel that threat so i would have to say it may even if yoni massage is really i think it's an amazing practice and some people who have done it they also report that it's super boring at times it's not what you think it is it's not like that you're gonna have millions of orgasm and it's all gonna be different it is actually healing massage just like you give somebody a foot drop and you touch areas that may have nuts may have numbing and you just move through it however if you do this to your partner you do create an incredibly intimate connection just like you would give your partner a foot massage or a head massage it's a loving act and it's not a, a self-purposed uh, act like it's like okay well i'm going to do this to her and she's going to be so warmed up now that i can really you know we're going to have really uh, wild sex well possibly you will, maybe not at this time, but for the woman, this registers like, okay, he cares about me. He loves me. I can open up more. And that will lead to great sex. Yeah. And you can be vulnerable. I was just thinking as we were talking about uh, some of the old uh, stories that children's stories were now, we were afraid. The little red riding hood. Right. Who is the wolf in the bed? I know. Um, you know, just just thinking about it, or uh, you have Romeo and Juliet. Juliet was 14. The right. Snow White, it was like 12 years old or something. Right, right, right. Uh, so it, it's, you know, it's all there, but it was in a very different way explained. And you have to be at a certain age to understand the stories that you were afraid of when you were a child. Yeah, yeah. And so embedded. It's, uh, these messages are so embedded in our culture. And of course, your prince will come and will save you from everything. So these are all super important archetypes and psychological beings or part of our beings that are, ex that are expressed in fairy tales. And they're really not children's stories. No, it's uh, for adults. Yeah, it's not children, children's no. stories. It's... Uh, and it's actually quite sad that they are made into children's stories because they do imprint fear and and mis and mistrust. Yeah, that the world is not safe and there is there is evil out there to be afraid of. And you know, when they were written, they were appropriate. It was a, it was a very uh, very dangerous time, and and humanity was at, at at really at a survival. And now we are at a different time. The Green Brothers, they had a very twisted mind, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That would be an interesting conversation, but a whole other conversation. Yes, yes, yes. Well, just like the, 
the Greek mythology or and 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 in consequence the Roman mythology, all those gods, goddesses, they are all like aspects of our of the human psyche. But 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 us humans we understand things better when it's when it's told in a story and because then it engages our our, our our imagination and we can relate and it makes more sense than the practical stuff that i'm talking about right like it's really difficult to um, wrap your head around but here we are uh, we are in the internet age where all of these practices and stories and so-called secrets of the past have is now up for grabs there's no more secrets but then how are we going to glean the wisdom from them what what is the wisdom and what is useful for our modern world and the reason why i'm really adamant about this because we are moving into the world of artificial intelligence and uh, now with all this talk about the vaccine and people being chipped and you know how we are spending more even you and i way more time on zoom and uh and on the screen technology is going to be part of our 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 being and how are we going to move into this very heavy technological stage as humans and still not lose our humanity which is our which is housed in our body so body consciousness and body movement and somatic training anything that has to do with the body massages self massages massaging another person it will become absolutely paramount practices moving forward and talking about that i know that you have some videos that uh, couples and single people can watch and it's yes so thank you uh, no. Yeah, in the spirit of in the spirit of uh, of COVID and so many practitioners, and this is really beautiful to watch. Uh, we have so many, so much bad news about the bad things and people going nuts and and taking advantage of each other. But the opposite is actually way more true. There's always the oddballs that lose it, but uh, but overwhelmingly, what I see is all these people have opened up their their practices and they are sharing books for free, sharing practices for free, sharing workshop workshops for free. They want people to have access to this information as soon as as fast as possible. And what's the better time than now when you have no excuse and you have the time? So I also am offering my penis and yoni massage video and there's a self uh, massage video there as or talk anyway about uh, self-pleasuring on my website called www.soulsexy.life and you can go there and register and download uh, well I don't know if they are downloadable but they are they're watchable for sure on that site because after all they are really private and I don't want them to be end up on porn so because they are they are inspirational and educational by the way if anybody thinks about stealing or taking it's not okay and you really can end up in a lawsuit so please yeah it's all copy, copyright yeah it's copyrighted and yeah. uh, and and material so please uh use it as, at your discretion however i welcome everybody to take a look at it i know it's a lot to digest all at once so don't dismiss it for we go, oh my God, this is way too much. 
take whatever you want out of it, even just to take the idea that, okay, instead of um, just as you said, kissing and straight going to bed, okay, just tell your wife, okay, you know what, honey, tonight is your, your night and I just want to do what pleases you and, you know, watch that Yoni massage video and see how much you remember or watch it together and, and, and keep stopping it and do one move or the other and listen to each other, talk to each other, depending on how, what's your intimacy level and incorporate as much or as little as you want. It's, you know, it's everybody can choose however they want to live their life. I was in uh, some of your workshops and it's really very beautifully done. It's more technical. You are not like you're watching porn or something. Really it teaches you what to do and how the body responds. It's amazingly done. So it definitely, I'm telling you, if you are home and you, are, you don't know how to approach the other person, please watch it because you're going to learn and your partner or your wife, husband is going to be very, very happy with you. Yeah, well, see, this is really the bottom line. So sometimes people are like, well, well, what's in it for me and why should I? Well, it's always very difficult to convince people how amazing life is on the other side, <laughs> right? And and because I don't want to make people feel bad about where they are at. We are where we are at for a number of reasons. And if you are if you are asking questions and you are you are feeling there's something missing in your life, this is a time to just consider doing something else. Because I promise you, once you start opening up this area your life will expand. And the, we talked about the root chakra, uh, sex, money, and power are intricately related. And what we see right now in the world, and that's our first chakra energies, and what we see around the world collectively now is the battle over power and, and money. <laughs> and sex is not talked about because we don't talk about it, but I would, this is, this has always been my, my intuition and feeling. If we actually had everybody running and mastering and being confident and comfortable with their own sexual energy, the, the money and the power will just resolve itself. I would wager, you know, Ava, that a well-fucked man and a well-fucked and would not go to war, and a well-fucked woman will never send her son to war, ever. And why, when you have everything already, the, what best of life can offer, and have the pleasure of living in this body in the most beautiful way, to go in and fight over an ideal of someone else's and destroy your psyche, your body, your physical well-being, for what? And you, and I mean, you know, your mind. It's 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 insane. We all know uh, about post-traumatic stress and what uh, soldiers are dealing with. And and I'm not, you know, of course we need to treat them, but we need to go get to the core. Why are we doing this over generations and generations? So this virus, this virus is so graceful and delicate. We are not in a war, not in a physical war, but we are 
we are co collectively being attacked uh, by this virus and and it's not destroying our habitat but it's but it's giving us an opportunity to start fresh and and really establish a brand new way of thinking about life and that's that is the great um, that is the this is the great awakening and it's an opportunity that it's not only once in a lifetime i don't think ever in history we had of course there was a renaissance and an enlightenment and um, those all were uh, were after great darkness uh, and and turmoil in the on the planet and we've all known like those who are sensitive we all known that that something was up something was happening and humans have been fascinating with their own demise since the beginning of time and entertaining this you know third world war and this and that we knew things were not sustainable so now now we are the shoe had fallen it's not a war hopefully it will not become a war but collectively we can decide to live in peace and love on this planet and that also means peace and love within ourselves and these practices are are helping you to get there you know what i think it just came a thought that there are two subjects people there are three but two subjects they are uncomfortable to talk about sex and death it's like it's like not the part of life and it is the part of life and as you said what is going on now, you have a second chance or the first chance, depends how old you are, to create a life that you want, a peaceful life, a loving life. And think about, about you, first of all, and think the, the other person and think about the community such as, you know, such yes. as. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and uh, as corny as that sounds, whatever is the question, love is the answer. It is, it is the highest frequency in the world. Thank you so much. So if people want to check your, uh, your videos, they can go to www.sourcesexy.life. I'm going to also post your, um, your uh, email. Thank you. And, the, and there's a Facebook group, and you can also reach me on juliakovex.com. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Thank you so much. I hope okay, people uh, people find value and they wake up and they're going to call you or text you or uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to conversations. Uh, the the first consult is always uh, free, of course, because uh, you know, we need to assess whether I can be helpful at all. And, and if I cannot be, then I refer you to others who can help you because, you know, sometimes it's medical issues that I cannot help with. And, uh, and Willa says that. I just want it to be that bridge that uh, people can actually go to because in the medical community, it's very difficult to find someone who uh, will deal with these issues. And not only that, but if you have a problem in your relationship and it has to do around sex, why divorce? Why separate? Why break up a family for, for something that you can help yourself and can be helped to Absolutely. Resolve, you know? Yeah. If, if your car doesn't work, you take it to get it fixed, but you're not, you're not, you don't exchange it for a new model. That's ridiculous. Every time, yeah. You have an oil change and you just right. throw the car away. So. Yeah. 
yeah it just it's just not a part of our 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 education and our sex education to know that there is actually something can be done and and it and it is doable it's not it's not impossible i think just people think that this is how things are and this is how the way i am and this is how i always gonna be Thank you. It's such a pleasure. And we're going to cover some other subjects that you mentioned. So, yeah, yeah. until next time. Enjoy, next uh, time. enjoy being locked up. Yeah. <laughs> so, until next time, live the life of your dreams with the partner of your dreams. Lady Eva says goodbye.